Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Unbelievable. <laughs> Welcome him in and give him, hit him with, let him know what happened, and I'll, I'll, I'll buttress your point. All right, we'll, we'll do it live. We're yeah. doing it live on a Friday. Falcons Sunday, going to be a lot of fun there. Lots to get to. The conversation that you all missed that Z and I were privy to between Gibby and Madison on the other end allow for one of the most remarkable descriptions <laughs> of how to handle a circumstance when you feel like maybe you're out over your skis or you are nervous. To the point, I believe this, the, the story went, Gibby talked himself into a yacht club by claiming. walking in, pointing to the commandant, the commandant, and saying, I'm his great nephew. <laughs> well, first of all, so the only commandant, there are three commandants... <laughs> In the United States of America, there are three commandants, and we all know Commandant Lassard from, obviously, Police, Police Academy. Academy. Yeah. But they are – the commandant is the title of the ranking officer oh. in charge of each, each war college of the United States military. So there is a commandant of the Marine Corps, a commandant sure. of the Coast Guard, <laughs> and a commandant of the ship operations. They now have commandants at the Naval War College, the U.S. Air Force War College, the Army War College, the Marine Corps War College, and the National yeah. War College. There is no such commandant just floating around at a yacht club, however. CIC doesn't have a commandant. There is no commandant there. The Shoreby Club does not have a commandant. You would have to go literally to a military <laughs> academy and be into their war college to uh, be yeah, in the presence the of a commandant. Plan, like, what if the commandant's still alive? And they said, oh, no, oh no, no, he's no, no, right no. here. Let's, why don't we have you meet him? But there's no commandant there. Right, but even, even I, still. Like, commandant, admiral, whatever whatever the person guy. might be. How I, do you know he's not dead? I walked in. Right commandant at the front admiral, door, there are pictures of all the past ones. I picked one. I was like, I'm going to roll with that one. <laughs> so, like, they had basically, what you're saying, they had, guy. like, the presidents of the Yacht Club, like, in photo. There form. is a name for that. There is. There is. Because I, I, I was saying Commandant. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember exactly what the name it's was. I'd already been overserved. My wife was with me. She was overserved. She's all in on this. Oh, my God. We, we found a picture of a guy. I memorized it. The, the Commodore. Guy. Yes, that's it. Shit, the Commodore. Is the president of the yacht club, and I walked in, and someone we started walking around. We walked into the bar area. Someone said, "Can I help you?" I said, "I'm the great grand nephew of Commodore, blah blah blah." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, that's awesome!" I'm like, "Yeah, my wife and I are visiting from Cleveland, and oh my god, give us your drinks." We pillaged the place. It was great. I just I mean, wish I you had. I wish you had run into somebody who knew the co commodore that you claimed to be familial relatives with and was like mm, oh no. i i Actually got a not. feeling at some point i thought i was pulling a wool over people's eyes and i probably in no way shape or form was pulling any wool over anyone's eyes do you think they were just like let's let him let's in just and just let, see what happens and, let's just let this guy like, live a little bit his life's a lot of fun he's kind of a bozo but whatever yeah let's see they do have goes. pictures like when you go in for brunch at cic yes. they do have pictures of those guys yep you just I don't know someone. what their job is, but you have some of those guys that are there. Um, it goes oh back my to God, what you always amazing. say, Bo. Yes. If, you, if you say it confidently. Yeah, act accordingly. Yeah. You just walk in and you go, oh. I belong here. 
Oh, well, maybe gosh. you do and maybe you don't. But it's amazing. We're going to let you stay. So gorgeous. What a way to start. Oh, oh from the sublime that is Gibby's advice to uh, the rest of the things that are going on. So we just had uh, – Miles was just available. We're going to play that for you guys in, in, in about 15 minute. minutes or so. Yep. We'll get it turned. And uh, we did have his uh, availability. Uh, he looked great considering it all. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, has, has not practiced all week and no. did not pra- won't practice today. Um, is listed as questionable for Sunday. One of the things that we, you know, have been doing this show with you for a long time, and one of the things we always pay attention to is where are we on a Friday. Um, and so Miles not practicing, Jadavian Clowney not practicing. Typically, if you don't practice Friday, it's rare you play Sunday. I'm trying to think in the years we've done the show, if I've ever had a don't practice Friday play Sunday, it seems pretty rare. It is rare, but these are two former number one overall picks sure. in the draft that who's – ability to do so would speak for themselves and in one case it's extraordinary circumstances with miles garrett it does feel very much like a long shot that Mm -hmm. either of them will play however it would be very useful for the browns obviously if they are able to play and and this is just a football lens looking at it obviously if miles is okay to go he said you know we'll hear from him he wants to play if he's able to it would be very helpful it's a darn good offense and it would be useful to have your guys up front dealing with an offense that is uh, uh, this good yeah, um, so so that's something we'll wait to see on. Taven Bryant is out. Uh, Chief, there, I don't think there was ever any question about that. Denzel, you'd hinted at that earlier in the week. Nothing to see there on that. There isn't. He's good to go. And I think really great news, especially regardless of, of Miles and Jadeveon. Yeah, regardless. But I, to, to, to me, to me with, if they don't play, JOK's versatility and his ability to blitz and create havoc would be a must. And so it sounds like he's going to play. So that's that's a big, big win. Yeah, it's a huge win. So that you're at least, you know, right now the only questions that you have going into this game, you don't have Anthony Walker, you know that, but your back seven is at 100%. Yep. It is your front four that is the question. And we know that you will not have David Bryant. So Tommy Togiai, Perry on Winfrey, they're going to have to step up. My guess is that Roderick Perry will be ele- elevated from the practice squad as he was uh, when Perrion was out for discipline. So that'd be the second time they'd be able to elevate him for free off of the practice squad. And then my guess is we could see another linebacker elevated this week, a Dakota Allen, a Jermaine Carter, if they're looking for more special teams help there. Um, but right now you're at least, you know, here's the thing. If there's no Clowney, if there's no Garrett, you've got Alex Wright, Isaac Rochelle, Isaiah Thomas. You're probably going to have to bring Curtis Weaver, who just rejoined your program this week. He'll have to be active. Now, the good news mm-hmm. is he's been here for two years. He knows the yeah. scheme and all of that. But this is this is an all-hands-on-deck situation up front, and that's tough against a, a, a Falcons team that can run it effectively, that can throw it. They protected well. Um, they've done a good job, really, in every respect offensively. And so you want to be at full strength trying to combat that, and especially guys that you have to communicate. There's going to be those RPOs where there are the options to hand it off. There's the option for him to keep it. There's also the option for him to pull it and throw it. So there, we need to be on our P's and Q's, and up front we will not be uh, at 100%. We know that because of Taven Bryan, who's had a nice season so far with eight quarterback pressures, second on the team. But these guys are going to have to step up. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, folks. You're talking about young guys. I, mm-hmm. I did a little look at this, and this, right. is, this is not meant to be alarmist, but it could be alarming. The Browns' pressures. And remember, Chase Winovich is out as well. Yeah. He's on IR. 43 of the Browns' 54 pressures, quarterback pressures, that have been generated this season have been generated by Miles, mm-hmm. Taven Bryan, 
Jadevian yeah. Clowney, Anthony Walker Jr., yep. and Chase Winovich. Jeez. So that means there's only 11 others, and you've got uh, your leaders would be Jordan Elliott with four, Sione Takitaki, a linebacker with three, Alex Wright with two, and then you have DBs who have blitzed. Ronnie's got one, Alex Wright, uh, Greg Newsom's got one, Phillips has one, John Johnson has one. Tommy Togia has one pressure as well, which he had in the first game when he got his sack against Carolina. Isaac Rochelle so far, no pa pressures on 17 pass rushes. Isaiah Thomas so far, no pressures. And Alex Wright, only two on 64 pass rushes. To give you a little context, Miles has 15 on 105. Taven, eight on 80. Uh, Anthony Walker had eight on nine, which is incredible. Jadevian Clowney, six on 51. So these are guys that are over 10% of their rushes, and we've got to get – we're going to have to generate pressure. And so he, this might be a game where we've got to throw a lot of blitz and, and get that out there to get after Marcus Mariota. That is the objective. That is the plan. It will be a much more difficult task if, if neither one of those guys can play, obviously, as you alluded to. Uh, the game last night. Okay. Um, the Where are you starting? Well, Tua. so I got in. Um, we had football under the lights. I got in. It was 7-3. to three. The Dolphins kicked to make it 7-6. to six. Yep. Um, This is second quarter. Um, I saw one pretty quick three and out, it felt like, for the Cincinnati, and then the injury happens with Tua. And I do think that when you say we're – I don't know where else because to me it felt like there was a cloud over the game the rest of the way. Um, I've never seen that – like the fingers thing was hard for me to wrap my head around. So I'd never seen that before. As soon as I saw that, I was very obviously concerned as anybody would be. That was scary. So we'll start there and then we'll get to the Bengals side of it. Okay. And this is always – when we do this, it's always tricky because you're you're looking at something through the human lens and then also from a football lens. So let's do the human lens first on Tua. How – this is a guy who five days ago – staggered and stumbled and fell to his knees and had to be helped off the field in their win against Buffalo came back into the game and they beat Buffalo cleared concussion protocol on the sidelines independent Which is independent, independent yep. of, of the Miami Dolphins and and got back in the game and they said it was a back how how does that hold up based on what we saw last night does it is there a chance that was he misdiagnosed Sunday, or is this just pure dumb luck? Or in this case, the opposite of that, where two things happen that both kind of look like neurological issues in back-to-back -back games and aren't related. We won't know the answer. I mean... We might. How would we know? Well, if there's litigation, then you might. It would surprise... Again, it would very much surprise me... And maybe I'm naive, but it would surprise me if all of a sudden he did have a concussion last week. Like he was checked out by an independent neurologist. They put him through. They checked it out. Nothing. He was fine all week. I mean, he ended up being fine and flying home with the team last right. night, which is wild. You would have thought that was impossible Correct. given what you saw there. It is a dangerous sport. And the, the wild part about that one to me is that it almost looked like he suffered the concussion before he ever hit the ground. It almost looked like the way that he was whipped mm -hmm. because his body started to get weird before he hit the ground, like not his fingers completely. Yeah. And he landed more on his shoulder than, it's, than he did like just totally slamming yeah, his head back. Yeah, the initial hit was shoulder and then yeah. the head whipped. Yeah, but it was it, you're right. The first brunt was the shoulder. Yeah. It was an odd thing to watch. As soon as I saw his fingers, I was like, oh, my God, like he's seized yeah. up, like yeah. completely terrifying situation. Um, yeah. I, 
this is I I don't unless it is proven to me I'm not going into thinking there was some type of foul play involved I don't think anybody no but it was would funny like that. a lot of people were last night on social that's where right but I'm like knowing and I know you have a better handle on this than me we've had a lot of guys in the protocol and what it takes to get out of it is a lot a lot and they don't fudge that I mean it's built well, he was never in it correct and it is easy to get in it it's very easy to get in it so how that's the thing where everyone's like, well, yeah, it's independent, but who's paying the independent this, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's worried about all these things. I'm like, I just don't think the NFL, that's one thing that they're they're damn strong on. Yeah. That. Like that process is pretty locked in. They take your helmet the, sen- the second that it's even considered conceivable that you could have a concussion. Mm-hmm. You go through the protocol. And lots of times you end up getting walked right back in. Sometimes you're able to come back. It's, it's not a concussion. I don't think anybody intentionally put Tua in harm's way. I don't think Tua intentionally put himself in harm's way. It's a violent, fast game played by very strong, very big people. And anybody who's had an opportunity to be on the sideline for one of these games, that's the thing that blows you away more than anything is the absolute speed and power of these guys up close. It was scary, but I don't think there was foul play was involved in it. No. I think it's just a, a horrible thing, and it's very possible that it was two independent things. You know, his back, anybody who's had a back problem, they said the reason that he kind of stumbled over is because his back locked up. Mm-hmm. I've seen people literally almost paralyzed and fall to the ground. You, you're I know. Talking about you're talking to a guy. So 18 months ago, that to me, the fact that nobody's even entertaining that that was a possibility that if he had some type of a back issue, and that's what they said he had all week a back injury. So to me, when I saw it, the first thing that I thought, honest to goodness, was, okay, he has some type of a spinal injury. Mm-hmm. suffered last week that was enough that either neurologically it seized up on him in his back or disc seized up, whatever, something seized up on him. And that's why he kind of took that little tumble. So there's probably swelling there and another big impact in the way he was kind of suplexed back. Like I could see that causing something in the spine that that's all connected. It's your central nervous sure. system. So that's honestly more what I thought than it was just a blunt force head trauma, which it mm-hmm. did not appear to be. I'm no doctor though. Yeah. But the fact that nobody's saying, there are a lot of people. You're one of them, so you can speak this better than I can, although I've seen it. I've had it happen. My back tightened up on me on the golf course one day, and I literally couldn't walk and fell over yeah. on the ground. Like, So that's a very normal, actually, the way he moved of somebody yeah. whose back seized up, and nobody seems to really be giving that any credence whatsoever. No, it's all, it definitely was ran with last night that there was negligence on the part of the NFL and the part of the Dolphins. Um, that was the purveying – opinion on social now social isn't the world but there was a lot of it and i'm seeing it even today uh throughout social and i think you know they didn't talk about it much on the broadcast at halftime al got into it in the fourth quarter he brought it he and herbie talked about a little bit but it was mostly al setting it up less uh from herbie um but you did they get a little bit of talk about it um it was scary Terrifying. At least. Yeah. You know, the funny thing was, though, and I was talking about this a little bit this morning, you know, people are outraged. Oh, the blah, blah, blah. You know what? Like, to your point, this game is big, fast. It's that you can't believe how fast and big these people are. They are gladiators in the modern sense. They're putting on a uniform. They're going to hit each other as hard as they can for an X amount of time. And then they're going to go shower. And they're going to do it again the next week. And the crazy thing is, and you've, I've talked to guys, you've talked to guys who have played. They, would, they all know what they're signing up for. 100%. This isn't the 1970s. Yeah. The thing, and, and it's funny to me, so the thing that I would think that there could be more outrage about, honestly, is the state of the turf at MetLife Stadium, which has claimed 
more non-contact ACL tears than any other field in the National Football League by a wide margin. And Sterling Shepard on Monday Night Football, national TV, just running around, gruesomely tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. And the out there's that's something that there should be outrage for. Nobody signs up for just running around and having a turf that is so bad that they are ripping ligaments in their body. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is something that is perhaps negligent. That is yeah. something, to me, that is – and it's been this way for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Remember the first game of oh, – I want to say two years ago where the Niners went there and, like, Bosa – Two other of their studs all were gone. Yeah. Non-contact ACLs. Yeah. Like, that to me is a more egregious thing than what happened last night. What happened last night, this is a, it is a violent physical game. And that is the downside. And the NFL is doing everything that it can to, they're coming up with helmet technologies, investing in helmet technologies to reduce concussions. Guys are wearing those mushroom caps, you know, in the preseason to reduce concussions. They are very cognizant of that. Again, I just, I don't think this is a case of he had a concussion and it was some giant conspiracy to cover up this concussion. I just don't I just don't see that being the case at all. No, not when we know what we know about the way that the protocols are handled. So I, I'm with you on that. In terms of the actual game, um, Miami was obviously different without Tua than they were with him, uh, although I thought Teddy was fine. I think the big takeaway that I had from this, and it's a, it's a win the Bengals had to have. They covered – um, but I feel, I still think it's very noteworthy that a team that was in the Super Bowl last year really struggles to run the ball the way that they do. They could not get mixing going. God, they tried. What was it, 24 for 60, something like that? They can't. I mean, they get no 2. push. 2.5 yards. They get absolutely no push out of that whatsoever. And it feels like they're just a little off offensively. feels like Burrow's a little off. He doesn't seem as crisp as he was. Ball placement was not good. That's what I'm getting at. It feels like not quite as crisp as he was a year ago towards the end of the year. Yeah, yeah I'm with you on that. Um it does feel like the ball placement was a little off on some of those. T. Higgins made good catches on balls that weren't there. Uh, their line did a good job in pass pro. And at the end of the day, if they can do that, they're going to be fine. Like mm-hmm. running is important, yes. It is not. It's not as important to them as it is to us. No. Uh-uh. So it's a. As long as they can pass protect and throw the ball, they're going to be just fine. And they can do that. And I thought it was interesting. Miami employed somewhat smart and somewhat of a uh, a risky, what I would call risky defensive strategy and a very Belichickian defensive strategy. So they doubled Jamar Chase mm-hmm. and oftentimes also doubled Tyler Boyd mm-hmm. and left Xavier Howard one-on-one, their best corner, one of the best corners in the league, one-on-one with T. Higgins. And save for the one play, I mean, there was a while where T. Higgins was having a tough time getting off the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. against Howard, but he had the 59-yard touchdown and then I think got some confidence going and then Howard ended up going out and he caught a few more balls. They really did take away Jamar Chase. I would su- suggest to them next time, hey, maybe you double Higgins and Chase and single up Tyler Boyd. Yeah. But I, for me, as a T. Higgins guy, and you're yeah. a T. Higgins guy, it was <laughs> it nice to see. Well. It worked out well for us last night. So yeah. that part of it was very good. But I thought their defense looked good. Hendrickson is a four. Sam Hubbard, I thought, had a very nice game. Um, you know, I do think you can run on them. It was something Miami wasn't as committed to, which surprised me a little bit. Yeah, they were successful when they did it. They get the ball to Tyreek Hill in so many ways and force feed him the ball. It was almost like Waddle was an afterthought in this game, which I thought was a little bit of a mistake. Um, Gasicki's like gone out of the game plan. Like they franchise tag that guy, and he mm-hmm. what he catch one swing out pass for no yards. Yeah, not much. Yeah, it's interesting to watch them, and I think they were shook though. McDaniel was clearly you saw it on his face. He was shook by what happened with Tua. Mm-hmm. But I thought Teddy came in and played well. Obviously, the interception uh, they had a little bit of a miscommunication on that one. And that cost them the game. But they had every chance, I think, to win that game, which would have been nice for us. I was actually hoping the Dolphins would win 
even though, as we know, for the scores on Thursday night, we were – if you are paying attention, you knew – Nailed it. Yeah. you. We Of course we nailed it. It was the most obvious one ever. There was no reason that the undefeated None. Dolphins were going to be three-and-a-half-point dogs on the road to Cincinnati unless they were going to lose, which None. they did. Flat out told you how we it was going to go. Remember the day. Pay attention. All yes. of those things. All of, I mean, really, we overemphasized. Overemphasized. It. it was almost egregious. We will do uh, scores today. You've got your over-unders. Uh, you will hear from Miles. Is that going to? We're coming up next. All right, we're going to hear from Miles. His press conference. Uh, we're going to play that for you. It was great to have him. He was here yesterday. Here again today. Who knows on Sunday? But uh, it, it was great to hear from him. And you will get that opportunity coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Miles Garrett met with the media for the first time since his accident on Monday. Here is that presser. Um, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, I'm just glad to know that everything worked out uh, in, a, in a, a positive light. You know. My pastor made it out. We're, we're both healthy, both walking around. And uh, oh, just uh, blessed to live another day. Uh, as far as Sunday, uh, it's a, a game time decision up to coach and training staff and you know, all of us come together to make the right decision for me and uh, moving forward. And you know, before I go to any further question, I'd like to thank uh, Ohio uh, Highway Patrol. I'd like to thank you know, Madonna Sheriff's County uh, Office. I'd like to thank all the first responders that know were able to get to me and my pastor and, and came so quickly and you know, help us get the medical attention that we uh, we needed what's which is it more the shoulder miles or the, or the bicep it's hurt or are they both hurt uh, it's, it's a little bit of both um, I'm recovering uh, pretty quickly but you know both have you know given me uh, some pain here and there but you know, I'll wake up each morning feeling better is there an element of wanting to get out there Sunday just to get back to the I mean it was a traumatic thing you know, do you want to just get back into that I feel like it was a it was a big thing just getting in here around my guys. You know, happy to see them. Uh, everyone, you know, just being being embraced by your family and this team, it was meant a lot to me. And uh, you know, them receiving me with open arms. Absolutely, you know, definitely grateful to to be here. You know, with you know, what I what I saw you know, right after. You know, the pictures. You know, uh, I think it was. You know, it was, a, it was a, a hell of an event, and I'm you know, just grateful that not only I'm alive, I was able to have so much of my family and a support system that was around me, and, and uh, just you know keep me keep me locked in and keep me focused on you know, just taking it day by day. Uh, it didn't for me. Uh, I mean, for me, it was it was a little bit of a blur, obviously, you know, with all that happened. But I you know, just you know, focus on my my family and my loved ones. I think emotionally, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty grounded with it. I think I've, I've put it behind me. Uh, physically, I'm still dealing with you know some of the injuries that came along with it. But you no, know, it's just really just a blur. You know, it, it all happened you know, pretty fast, and you know, just 
know, sometimes, you know, last couple of nights I've, I've sat and you know, thought about you know, some of the different you know, situations, scenarios, you know, how it played out. But you know, just you know, knowing that and I can't, I can't change the past. Just got to keep on moving forward and glad everyone's all right. Getting back into the facility on Thursday and getting back around your teammates, how much has that been kind of cathartic for you to kind of move, you know, start kind of moving forward and everything? That's been amazing, you know, seeing these guys, you know, just so you know, happy and excited to, to see me, you know, and in good spirits and good health. And, uh, you know, seeing these guys just ready to rock. You know, being, being around football is something I love, but being around, you know, these guys who I've, who I've grown with and come to know and, and be able to, to, to grind with for the – these you know, last few months and few years with some of these guys, you know, it's just a, it's a great feeling. As the week has gone on, like a few days after the accident, were you feeling like more sore or anything, or have you just kind of started to feel like slightly better these last couple of days? What's like the physical process been like? It's kind of gone like up and down. You know, some like this morning I woke up sore. Yesterday I woke up pretty fresh, and right now I feel you know, pretty loose. You know, the treatment's been been very well for me. You know, I've been doing stuff at home and and here at the facility, so. It's gone up and down, but I feel you know, a lot better uh, than I have. Uh, Do you remember rolling over or anything like that? No, nah, I mean, it was really just flashes. You know, it, was, it was a blur. You know, a lot of things happened you know, very quickly, so I don't remember much that happened. I mean, really, it's just... Uh, focus on the small things about driving that you know, we take for granted. You know, trying to always keep your phone away. I was you know, smart enough to keep my phone away, you know, have my seatbelt on, which really saved mine and my pastor's life. Uh, you know, focus on the road, have both my hands on the wheel, and unfortunately lost control, but everything else that I had control of was, you know, I was doing the right way, and I was able to, to save our lives and you know, at least keep us uh, able to walk away from that crash. Uh, that's what I believe what made me you know, move in the first place. Uh, I remember moving out the way of uh, animal coming from the right, and then I remember uh, opposing a uh, car coming the opposite way, and then it was kind of you know, just you know, quick, quick flashes after that. I think this will be you know, definitely a, a wake-up call for you know, me and no, no. Just trying to be smart overall while driving. No, don't take it for granted. Be grateful that, you know, I'm able to still be here. And uh, no, just take my time. Hey, Miles, I saw that you got had speeding tickets back to back days last year. You were going over 100. Um, does it take does it take something like this to kind of get through to you that you've been driving too fast? Uh, I don't. I don't think it, it, it takes something as drastic as, as this to, to tell me I need to slow down. You know. Just about you know, listening to my loved ones and uh, you know, hearing them out, understanding that you know, it is serious every time you step on, every time you get into the car, no matter uh, how fast you're going over the speed limit. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of situations and circumstances you put yourself in that can, can lead to you know, not only endangering yourself but someone else. So you know, this is uh, definitely a, a call to me to you know, be, uh, be, be more safe with my driving and, and uh, you know, pay attention to my speed. and. and in my surroundings, but you know, I think there's a there's definitely a lot of circumstances where you know they could be unsafe, but you know, got to be aware of all those. We've talked to you a lot this year about you know maintaining consistency in the little things you did in the offseason to try to avoid nagging injuries. 
how frustrating is it that you experienced this, which, you know, has cost you, you know, some days here, even regardless of what happens on Sunday, that, you know, something non-football related that's physically impacted? I mean, it's not really frustrating because, you know, the, the opposition is me not being here. So, you know, right now I'm just, you know, grateful to be here in the facility, you know, being able to you know, have all my limbs, be able to walk and talk and do everything that I've been doing. For for the majority of my life, so just glad to be in the building. Yeah, I mean, hit, hit my head during the crash, so no, I think I, I like popped the blood vessel in my eye, but no, as far as my vision, there's nothing wrong with it. So I doctor and everything's all good. I didn't address them, but you know, I went up and you know, I, I talked to everyone, shook everybody's hand, was you know, hugged everybody. You know, I just glad to get the opportunity again to do that and see everyone. And uh, I addressed some guys who I, who I know a little bit better and uh, talked to them, but you know, just just happy to be you know, amongst these guys again. When you reacted to the I couldn't hear you. Uh, I mean, that's up to the training staff and, you know, the coaches. Uh, if, if it were up to me, you know, I, I'd love to go. Uh, just That's just my competitive spirit and you know, my nature. You know, physically, we have to assess that going up to the game, you know, today, tomorrow, and on Sunday. But, you know, that's just a you know, decision we'll, we'll make a little bit closer to game time. When you're out of the car or even in the ambulance, like, is there a point where you switch from being okay, I'm glad we're okay to... Am I going to be able to play football again? Like, did you, do you have that kind of thought process? No. Uh, I mean, I thought about my family. thought about them worrying. I thought about my passenger, okay. making sure that they were okay. And uh, no, no, their life was going to remain the same. So no, it, w it wasn't on football because, you no, know, at that point, you know, everything that had just happened was much bigger than football. And it, it really involved our lives and, you know, moving forward. So you know, football was kind of like in the back of my mind and you know, just trying to trying to make sure that everyone's health moving forward was, was okay. And how relieved were you to find out that you passed your I mean, that was a, a big sigh of relief for me because you know, I was the you know, one that uh, unfortunately you know, put us in danger. You know, so it was it was very calming for me to know that uh, you know, they were okay. I mean, yeah, definitely feel like I had a, a guardian angel. Uh, it was a, it's a very well built, built car, and I'll miss it. And I, and I, I love that car, but you no, know, I had uh, just a family member recently passed away who you know, I know is watching over me, and you know he's just joined his wife, and I know that they are uh, very happy to see me. Uh, come out that car, be able to walk out you know, under my own power, and it's just you know, a blessing to have them watching over you now and be able to watch every game. And, uh, and I, I know they had you know, something to do with you know, us being able to, to get out that car you know, as safe as, as, and uh, healthy as we did. Have your parents, they want you to sit this one out? Uh, they voiced their, their opinions towards me playing the, in this game, and you know, as far as no, as that goes, no, they're concerned that they, they want me to
to be a little bit more proactive you know, with my health going into the game. But uh, it's, just, it's just all you know, kind of focuses on you know, what, the, what the team needs, what we need, and what's, what's actually you know, safe for me to do. Fortunately, I wouldn't, well, I guess he wasn't diagnosed with a concussion either. So, you know, it's, it's a kind of a sticky situation just knowing that, you know, he, he exhibited signs last game. I know with him, you know, you know, falling, saying his back was locking up and not being able to keep his balance and then, you know, taking a hit to the head or hitting his head on the ground from that tackle uh, just last night. And then, you know, him having a neurological episode. I mean, it is... It is scary thinking about something like that happening, and uh, uh, maybe it's a possibility for for me when I return. But no, I don't. I don't know until I step out there. I start practicing. I start doing things. But uh, I can't have that in the back of my mind. Just got to keep on you know, moving forward, you know, as if I'm I'm normal and, and I do feel normal. All right, there's Miles Garrett at the podium. Uh, good to have him back. He was back yesterday speaking yes. to the media today. And when you first saw those images of the car on Monday, you never would have guessed that he would be here uh, this week. And and even that being a possibility that he could give it a go on Sunday, although it still feels like a, a long shot is, would be appropriate based on the week that he's had, certainly. No doubt. Um, all right, we will go around the league. We've got over-unders coming up as well. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom spa situation? The Bath Authority can do it for you. They'll do it for you more cost-effective than anybody else in town. It's, it's just not close. They're Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert factory trained installers. You give them a call now, you get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding at the Bath Authority. Acrylic tubs that insulate, keep the heat in. Winter's coming. That's a win for everybody. Tub to shower conversions as well. Superior products with expert installers at thebathauthority.com. Again, 216-220-8399 on that. Um, all right, before we get to over under some news around the NFL, the Pro Bowl game details are set. A seven-on-seven flag football game, dodgeball. Players required to attend, so that's uh, a big yes. part of it. They're actually going to have to be there. Um, that's a, a, a very interesting thing. The game day events include roughly three hours of seven-on-seven flag football games with offensive and without offensive or defensive linemen. Uh, scores from both the skills competitions and game day events will be compiled to determine Pro Bowl games champion. All players voted in the Pro Bowl will be invited to the NFL to participate in specific competitions or games dependent on their position and skill set. Each Pro Bowl team will consist of 44 players. Members of winning team will receive $84,000. Member of losing team will receive $42,000. Uh, it's worth noting, according to this story from Cody Benjamin, uh, the NFL's letter regarding Pro Bowl games officially designates the showcase as a replacement event for the 2022 season, suggesting the new format, format is merely a trial run for future years. What do you think of this? I like it. I think it's going to be fun. We'll see what, what people think of it, but I, I'm excited for the skills competitions. That's what I want to see. I think the seven on more seven than anything. could be fun. 
it could be fun. Like, I don't know how seriously anybody's going to take it, which is fine. Here's it it doesn't have to be that serious. I think this is the problem. This will be end up being the problem. I don't think this will rate. I want to watch the skills stuff. I would too, but I don't. The seven think on seven, rate. I don't care about. I think what's going to rate it's, it's just like preseason football, like we can all say it stinks or whatever, but it yeah. still rates. The Pro Bowl still rates, like even if it's a nonsense game that nobody's really trying at, and half the people aren't participating in. Sure, sure, it sure. still rates. Sure. I don't know that skill NFL skills competition will rate. People love though. If you, it may take some time, but people love the you night know? before the All Star game. Of the NBA. They do, but it's not in anywhere in comparison to the All-Star game. Sure. You know, we want it. It's just is this, we like the idea of 11 on 11 and people playing. I like the idea of not making a full-on ratings grab and putting people at peril in an exhibition. I couldn't agree more, but we did it for a long time, and people were rarely at peril. In fact, the only real catastrophic injury was Robert Edwards, and that happened on a beach in a playing football. Flag, flag in a flag football, football game. game. <laughs> yeah. You know, not, not in the Pro Bowl. Sure. So, um, that I can think of. I can't think of any injuries that ever happened in the Pro Bowl off the top of my head. Um, I like this. Too, I prefer this to the Pro Bowl, but I also think that it's a little bit of a tough um, – I think from a rating standpoint, it's not going to quite be there. Yeah, it, it, we'll see. It, it very well may not be from a rating standpoint. I, again, I'm, I think it'll be fun. I love seeing guys compete and do so in a very safe manner, and I think it'll be fun to see. Like, I'd love to see some of the quarterback stuff. I'd love to see some you know, sprinting stuff anything longest throw contest. i used to love yeah. the longest who can throw, air it out accurate who yeah. can hit the targets down the kickers field. doing crazy yeah. things i think yeah. that's a win brian horrier to start sunday maybe that's the way you do it maybe you have that as your saturday skills competition saturday and some then a flag football, then a flag football game on, on sure. sunday yeah um brian, i'd almost can I something yeah, else? please 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 yeah it's seven on seven flag football right uh-huh and Manning's coaching one of the teams. He's coaching the AFC, yeah. he said. Yeah. See, that's where I think the, here's the problem. How many Pro Bowl quarterbacks do you get in each conference? Three? Yeah, I think so. So I want to set up. Let's set up a little mini, tur a little mini flag football I tournament. I like where you're going, yeah. So you take the starters, people that are Pro Bowl starters, mm -hmm. they get automatic buys for the AFC and the NFC. Okay. Then the NFC and AFC have two sub-teams. So you would have the AFC three versus the NFC three and the AFC two versus the NFC two, the winners, or you'd go NFC two versus AFC three, AFC three against NFC two. The winners of those then play the ones and you'd try to stay away from your conference. But if one conference wins both of the early games, then so be it. What if you take instead of three quarterbacks to make it and they draft their seven-on-seven seven teams of AFC and AFC players, NFC and NFC players. They go head-to-head, -head and then they play in a final. That's fine with me, too. I like the draft. Yeah, the I idea like, of a draft is yeah, fun. I like that. And a seven-on-seven. Seven. The NBA did that. The NHL's been doing that for a long time. That'd be great. Yeah, that's kind of a win. I think we're on to something. Put us in yeah. charge. Make it, make it a tournament, though. Agreed. I, I think that's fun. Yeah, and you play for, you know, play for, you know, if the game is, it's, if you want to have it be, it doesn't have to be, you know, four 15 minute quarters. It can be two 25 minute halves. I mean, have it be, have, it have be these quick. game be, yeah. have it be done in an hour for sure. You know, like where the game is an hour, the game is 45 minutes, minute halves. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Have it to where, well, you want to make sure there's enough. Yeah, sure. 20 feels like the sweet spot. You'd be able to get two 20 minute halves, a five minute halftime. You'd be able to have, you know, enough possession because yeah. the clock's going to be running. That so way, I think that's then I would do it that way. So you only have three games total. 
Total of three games. Yeah. Each game. Semifinal, hour. semifinal championship is the yeah. Pro Bowl seven on seven championship. Yeah. Winner gets the money. I like that. Yeah. We just did it. Brian Hoyer to start Sunday for the Patriots. Mac Jones says his ankle is getting better, telling teammates he might be able to play. Wow, that's what's going on with that? I don't know. It's like he wants a second opinion because the first opinion said you need surgery, surgery. to end right. your season. Um, remember they did this at Bama. I don't know if he got one of these, but they did that that surgery. Tua had it, yeah, but it's still like six weeks. Yeah, but Tua had that surgery at Bama where they do something with the high ankle sprain and they put, I forget what it is, but it's supposed to provide you immediate relief, but long term it not so great, which is on brand for Bama. Yeah, uh, Andy Dalton likely going to start for the Saints at quarterback Sunday in London versus the Vikings. No Michael Thomas as well for the Saints in that one. There you go, that game over in London. Do we still have an appetite for London games? I know London does, but do we? I don't know. if I I mean, I've done it. I don't mind setting up in the morning, getting ready for 1 o'clock, and there's a little football on. Yeah, it's all right. It's not bad. It's basically a West Coast experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's not awful. Yeah. All right, time for a little over and under, gentlemen. <sighs> Last week. On over, under. I don't know if either of you have ever staggered to this type of start. Staggered and stumbled. Well, I sucked at this for a number of years. You said it, brother. Yeah. I'm terrible. Um, Zagura continues. Another week of rope-a-doping Gibby for Zagura. So fun. One and four last week for Z for an overall record of four and 11. Yikes. Pretty bad for him. Three, three. Oh, he's Terrible. never had this type of this start. Is awful. Usually he whips the over-unders. This is the worst stretch of my career. It is. Um, the things are happening that are inconceivable. Inconceivable. Gibbe. Get the comment. This was on. your first. <laughs> this was your first bet. This is a tough week. Tough week for you. You went one and four this week in the over-unders. That's about right. So that puts you at six and nine. So Zagura is four and 11. Gibbe six and nine. The Hoff won the week at two and three, um, and is winning overall. He went seven and eight on the season so far, gentlemen. Uh, let's kick it off this week. Next, over or under. He's gotten it wrong all three weeks. We're going back to the well, and I'm going right to you. <laughs> Why? Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, total. Touches. You've gone under every week. The number versus Atlanta is 34 and a half. Wow. The problem is, here's the, the problem that I'm dealing with right now. Okay. Eventually it's going to not. Here's the problem. Yeah. That if I take the over this week, mm -hmm. it will go under. And I feel like it continuing to go over is good for our football team. Mm -hmm. So far, here are the total running back touches versus the Falcons in the first three weeks. All right. Saints running backs, 17 touches total. Rams, 27 touches total. Falcons, uh, Seahawks, 27 touches total. Mm-hmm. What's our least amount of touches, though, is 35. Like 35, and you're at 34 35 and 35 in week two was our least amount. And you're at 34 and a half. That's correct. Because I love this football team, under. Get up! I, I believe I've said this before. Run the damn 
ball. That's right. Get Keep the ball out of their hands. We don't want their offense. I'd be winning if I just took the over in this. Just this one thing, I'd be over. Doing fine. Yeah, you'd be three and zero oh, because it's yeah. gone over every week. Give it goes over. Uh, we'll get the Hoffs. Yeah, I'll send everything to the Hoff right. and have him fill it up. Next. Over or under. All right. We're talking about receiving yards. Receiving yards. Boy, I bombed this one pretty good last week. Okay. Amari Cooper plus the Chief. We did this last week. Over or under a little tight end receiver matchup. Yeah, it should be perfect. Pitts and London. Get it. I'm going to fall on the sword again and say under. A, because we're going to run the ball. And B, they're going to have to throw because they're going to be playing catch up all day. All right. Zagura? I think we have a good plan for Kyle Pitts. And I think we have good corners for Drake London. I'm taking Amari and the Chief. Amari over 100 the last two weeks. This will be the first time in his career if he has three straight with 100. And so far, A.J. Terrell, their number one corner, has been getting torched this year. I like that you both have gone opposite on the first two. That is glorious. It Next! Is. Over or under. Nick Chubb famously has a 92-yard touchdown run against the Atlanta Falcons, the longest in franchise history, if I heard Z correctly. Chubba Wubba Earlier Hubba. this week, Chubba Wubba Hubba. That was indeed. Chubba Wubba Hubba. Good job out of the great, the legendary, the iconic Jim Donovan. I'm looking for an over-under on Nick Chubb, longest run of the game. Longest run of the game, Segura. I'm setting it at 28.5 for Nick Chubb. His longest one of this season, I'll save you the time, is 34. I will take – hold on, I'm looking real quick. I'm going to look quick, real quick here. 34 is as long of the season. It's a big run. He's capable of it. More than. More, th more than. More than, indeed. Uh, I'll go ahead and take the over on that one. The over. Get it! I, I will also take the over. Right. I think there's a big one here coming. That's going to be a big day for that man. Over or under. All right. Your guys' favorite, sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. Now, there's no Miles Garrett in this football game. At least I feel like that today. That sacks could and change. turnovers. Sacks and turnovers. I like to call it sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. I like yours, Bo. Thanks. I appreciate you, Gibby. Well, last time we the had number, people like going nuts over a fumble that wasn't recovered was a good right, count. Like, yeah. come on. Right. Look can't at me. let it go. You can't Mr. help. Red's dead. Listen, I can't help stupid. No. Sacks, interceptions, fumbles. The number this week, looking like no Jadavian, looking like no Miles. The number this week is one of our lowest in recent time. The number. Now, this is a turnover-prone team, gentlemen. Is 3.5. Oh, boy. Sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. Give it. 3.5? Yep. Over. Barely, but over. Turnovers? They've turned it over twice every game. I like a nice game. little sack from the linebacking core. Or We're going to blitz. DB. Same. I go. I take the over. Same. Over. Yep. Next. Over or under. Finally, gentlemen, the actual over-under uh, that I just saw was 46.5 was the actual. So it's dropping. It is Like dropped. a rock. Like a rock. Yeah. From 50. Yeah. 
was 49. Let me just, I want to, let me double check. It was 49 and a half. I thought it was 48 and a half. I just saw 46 and a half uh, right, right as a quick. Um, I just want to make sure that we're right. This It's very critical that we have uh, integrity to this section of the show. Yeah, very important. Let's make sure. I want to double check it. Um, yeah, okay, so I'm seeing 47. I'm seeing 47. Uh, but I did see 46 and a half, so I'll give it to you. So we'll start there. Zagura, 46 and a half, the over-under. Both of these teams have scored at least 26 in every game so far this season. Mm -hmm. Our defense is decimated. Yep. Their defense is non-existent. Yep. It's got to be a track race, right? It's got to be. be. But something tells me that we're going to go. should not drink the wine in front of you. That's right. I feel like we're going to – our game plan will be to minimize their offensive possessions, and thus we will take our time, short passes, runs, keep the clock running. Uh, I think this is actually going to go o under – under as I see the Browns winning this one by the score of 24 to 20. Damn it! Over or under? My bad. Oh, sorry, man. Sometimes <laughs> when I yell, you never know. It all sounds the same. It's I get good. this one wrong every week, by the way. Let me just say that. I do? I no, do. He does. Oh, over. Over. There yeah. we go. We'll Let's that. go. Right. Shootout. You guys did. Mercedes Benz Dome. Let's uh, go. You did three different. Three different this week. So we'll see. Could be a big swing week. We'll get the Hoffs answers on that. See if he can maintain his lead. Coming up in the final hour, of course, the scores, the keys to victory. Jack Conklin as well. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily. Very happy now to be joined by Browns right tackle Jack Conklin. And Jack, first of all, how gratifying was it just to get out there against the Steelers last week? I mean, it was just so exciting, you know, just to be, uh, be out there and be back playing with the guys and uh, and feeling good, too. So it was, uh, it was, I was ecstatic to be out there, and I'm happy to be back. So you go out there, no pressures allowed, no big deal. You look like the two-time first-team All-Pro that you've always been. When you were able to watch yourself back, were you kind of surprised that for your first game out there, you were able to come back at that level? Yeah, I was happy. You know, I was definitely trying to, uh, you know, it, it takes a little bit to get the confidence back. But, uh, you know, after the first couple first couple plays, you know, I started feeling like I could trust my knee and everything, and, and I felt good. And, and the confidence just kept building as the game went on, and uh, I felt like myself again. Tell us about your journey, though, because you think about what happened in Baltimore. I remember you walking off the field, and then I was like, oh, my God, you were out. You were here every single day. There was not a time that you were not here working so hard for that moment. What was that journey like for you? Um, you know, it's definitely it's definitely tough. You know, it's a mental grind of just uh, a lot of doing the same stuff over and over again and not seeing a whole lot of uh, a lot of change immediately. And it's just a long grind. And I think you just have to keep reminding yourself uh, over and over again that um, things are getting better. And if you keep working on it, keep working hard. You, you know, your, your knees gonna feel better. And uh, you know, luckily I had great support at home, my wife and my kids and everything. And and uh, you know, unfortunately I've been through it before, so we knew that uh, I knew I could come back and come back strong. And uh, credit the training staff for uh, getting me there, and it, it's been a it's, it was a tough journey, but it's a great journey, and it's uh, I think it's helped build my my uh, mental confidence a lot. Do you learn anything about yourself going through this? Um, I think just just uh, I think just building the mental fortitude, you know, realizing that um, you know I do have the strength to to get stronger even through injury, you know, better myself mentally, you know, maybe I'm not getting the the physical reps, but able to you know get more of the coaching side, but build, be able to understand the schemes of stuff more, and, and I think that really has expanded my game. 
How do you feel now? You go through one. It's one thing to come back and be ready to play. Now you've gone through a game. Fortunately, it was a Thursday, so you had yeah. a little bit of a long rest here. But how do you feel physically? And would you almost say you're in better shape than maybe you've ever been before? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I honestly felt better than I thought I, I thought I would after the game. You know, not, not too sore, just a regular, you know, game soreness. And, uh, you know, again, that's helped my confidence even more to realize my knee can take it and, and, uh, and I can play like I, I want to play and, and uh, play like myself. Is it nice being a veteran, as you said, getting all those mental reps, being with coach, because you don't need to practice every day at this stage in your career. Coming back, they're being very judicious with you. So does that give you like a lot of comfort and just kind of the plan and also knowing that, hey, I've done this, I know I can do it? Uh, definitely, you know, and, and, and again, being the third year in the same offense, you know, we're not, I'm not learning a whole lot of new stuff, just more um, sitting back and understanding, like I said, the whole scheme of things and being able to uh, understand more of the nuances rather than just what I have to do, you know, I, I've yeah, I think that just plays a huge role in you know, being, having the confidence to come back and play fast. All right, getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons before we talk about their defense, talk about their quarterback, Marcus Mariota. You blocked for him in Tennessee. Uh, what, what can you tell me about him and, and what he brings to that team? You know, he's a great leader. You know, he's a guy, he doesn't say a whole lot, but he, he works hard. He works extremely hard, and, and um, he's going to try to expend plays as long as he can and, and, try to make, and, and try to make big plays for his team and, and keep them in the lead. So it's going to be a good battle for us. All right, let's talk about their defense. They're going to walk guys around, stand guys up all over the place, try to confuse you, bring a lot of blitzes. What have you seen from them on tape, and, and how can you deal with that? Um, you know, I think we just got to be on our, our game. You know, we got to be on the same page. It's, you know, it's an, an away game, so it's going to be loud, and we got to be able to get our communication passed around. And if we do that, you know, we'll be able to put ourselves in the right position, and it just comes down to the, the physicality that we pride ourselves on and, and uh, holding our standard on that. Has Nick Chubb said anything about the fact that this is the first time he gets to play as a pro in Georgia? I know he doesn't say much, but I think it's a big deal to him. Uh, I mean, he, I don't know if I've heard him say anything this week yet, so well, maybe, maybe today. <laughs> is it crazy to you that you've blocked for Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in a, in a relatively brief, you know, it's an early start to your career still? Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty crazy. And I mean, even before Derrick had DeMarco Murray for for two years too. And it's, uh, I'm pretty lucky when it comes to running backs and having guys that, uh, you know, if you, if you get on your blocks, you know, they're going to break some tackles and do something special. So it's been, uh, you know, I'd say it's been, it's been great having those guys and it, and it makes my job easier. What was it like kind of imposing your will on that one drive on the Steelers? And what did that tell you about this football team this year? I think it's just that fortitude, you know. Um, early in the game, you know, it might just be some three or four yard runs, but we know if we keep pressing and keep tiring people out, those those three or four yard runs in the fourth quarter are going to turn into those twenty and thirty yard big plays. And and there's nothing better than just seeing a defense start to crumble around you and seeing they don't want to take the hits anymore. And you know, that's what we pride ourselves on. What's it been like being back next to Wyatt? Because I'm sure he's he's loud as ever. <laughs> oh, I got always got to temper him throughout the game, keep him talking to the referees too much. But uh, no, it's great to have him back. You know, Wyatt's just uh, he knows what he's got to do, and he's so strong. You know, um, he's going to knock people over, and it's great. Well, it's great to have you back, Jack. Thanks for the time today, and best of luck on Sunday. Thank you very much. That was remarkable how quickly he came back. Not how good he was. It's not nothing surprising to me about him. He, he didn't allow a pressure. No, he's great. No, he was insanely good, and I think yeah. it was. It really is truly a remarkable thing that he was able to pull off, uh, coming back like that. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, it was great, and it's so great to have him of, back. So much of what we do is is just built on that group up front. Yeah, they are not only incredibly talented, but the best dudes. It's a good group of humans up there, uh, who get stuff done, and, and we've had a. That's been the case for a long time, going back to the Hoff days and Mitchell and all those guys. I mean, it's just been a lot of great dudes that have come through that offensive line and, and been excellent. You know, in college football, they'll do linebacker you, running back you. We're like, yep. we're like O-line you. It's unreal just how good he has been and, and to get him back and what he worked through and what he went through to get back is incredible. You use the word fortitude so many times in that interview because 
He had to. He had to grind through. And I thought, you know, that's a little peek behind the curtain in rehab. You do the same thing over and over and don't see any progress till all of a sudden there's progress. And so to grind that out, to get back here, to get back healthy, to be playing at the level he is, I'm thrilled for him. I'm thrilled for our team as well because Jack Conklin, great, great right tackle, great guy. And now our line is, you know, what we expected it to be with the exception in the center position. And certainly we wish Nick Harris well and hope he gets back, you know, soon. That was such a devastating blow there on the second preseason snap against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But Ethan Posick has done a fantastic job. And so you feel good about what you've got now here in this offensive line that really is the backbone of this team and the foundation upon which our great run game is built. Well said, brother. All right, our keys to victory for the Falcons and the Browns. We'll do it. Hey, by the way, if you're traveling, we're going to get a little uh, little preview of Z, some recommendations. Uh, a city in your private school days you spent a, a great many years in. So well, this will be exciting. You'll have some recommendations for the people. You have that to look forward to, which is nice. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Browns fans, be sure to stop by the free t Twisted Tea Tailgate pregame bar day prior to every home game. Twisted Tea Tailgate located west side of First Energy Stadium combines the atmosphere of Beer Garden with live music and food and drink options. The tailgate opens four hours prior to kickoff and is open to fans with a ticket to the game. It is Atlanta. This is a road trip you're very familiar with. Before we get to your keys to victory, and by the way, your game day forecast brought to you by Carrier, a partner of the Cleveland Browns. Inside the beautiful Mercedes-Benz Dome, it is 70 degrees and beautiful as it would be when you play in a dome. In terms of Atlanta, how would you do it if you were a Browns fan? You know, it's been a while since I've lived there, to be fair. It's yeah. been about 20 years, but there are still some some classics in Atlanta that I think are still around and, and definitely in the mix. And so one of those I would recommend in the Buckhead area, Bones is a classic Atlanta steakhouse. It's just a classic steakhouse, period. One um, of the first meals I had with the missus. Was Bones. Was Bones, yeah. So Bones, Chops, if the lobster bar, Chops, the lobster bar, Chops, if that's still in the mix, that's one that I would say absolutely go ahead and wet your beak on that. Um, those would be kind of like the traditional – Steak places, certainly, that I remembered. Bacchanalia is, for 20 years, has been the number one restaurant there. Um, they've It's intense. It's like high-end cuisine yep. is what I remember it being, and it certainly, I think, would still be. They say it's still there for two decades. It has been the, the number one restaurant in the town, so that's one that I would look at. Um, but those are that's what I know, so I don't know a lot. You know, in terms of what's of going on, there's so much food. If you find one of the good restaurants in uh, Midtown, that's not going to steer you wrong. Buckhead really is not necessarily where it's at like it used to be. Um, so I think there's plenty of stuff that you're going to find. You go down there and look up, get on the open table or, you know, the best restaurants and whatnot. You're going to find there's a lot of good food in this city. So I would just recommend find someplace cool. Go out in Midtown. If you want to go out to the bar, you can get, you know, in the Virginia Highlands. Um this says Miller Union and Masterpiece are the two best restaurants in the city. So it's interesting when I when Locked I was um, that was a place that we went a lot 
Yeah. When, when I was in uh, Tallahassee, that was an easy trip. I'd go there to cover a lot of things. We covered the Braves. So we used to go, oddly, because they're like the team of the South. Yeah. And so, like, when they were in the postseason, you'd go cover the Braves. It was nuts. It was about four hours, three and a half, four hours. That's up not there. bad. So we'd zip up there and yeah. cover them. I uh, covered some Falcons games when they were interesting because we, rep- we were in uh, South Georgia as well. I don't know that I've ever had a bad time in Atlanta. It's an awesome city. It's a great town. It is fun. Now, I would also say this. If you're a, uh, a, a single man and with some buddies – Pretty good. Yeah, you're going to have a good time down there. Pretty good. Uh, here's another Pretty one. Good. Canoe, and this one says the best table in all of Atlanta is on the covered patio overlooking Canoe's Lush Gardens and the Chattahooch. It's right on the river. That's, oh. that's a very cool spot. I've eaten there uh, back in my day, so I would recommend that. And then this is the place that I'm going to, Tiny Lou's. Very good. Tiny Lou's, little French French bistro with Danny and, Danny Al, boy. and, and Al B. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm pumped. Have you seen the game day uh, poster this week? Yeah, it's good. That's really good. Do They're all good. Those? Do, Do we, we have, have one? Pods, Pods. How do we not have a poster? What's up with that? I mean, we you, you got to have it. I mean, this is a great one. So it's duck hunt. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's good. Falcon hunt. Yeah, it's very, very good. You'll enjoy that one. All right, time for the keys to victory for your Cleveland Browns on Sunday in Atlanta. Dr. Zeke. Well, let's start with on the defensive side of the ball, okay? This is going to be a team that's going to run a lot of play action. In fact, 47% of their passes come out of play action, which is the highest rate in the league by a wide margin. Oh, it's, he's not going to hit the gritty, huh? Well, it's it's, it's doing business a here. A slight yeah, gritty. Doing business. Still get a little yeah, taste. A little, yeah, a little taste, a little taste a little of taste. it. Yeah, a little more a little subdued. Subtle. A little more subdued, a man a of subtle. consequence there. Well, yeah. They love it, though. They're eating yeah, it up. Of course. Whatever he's saying, yeah, they're eating it up. Look at them. He's saying oh, he's telling true. him about all his senior swag. Yeah, and, yeah that's right. right. Yeah, that's big win. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It. They love he, it. We yeah. love it. Everyone's a win. Everybody's loving. You walk it. around in those shoes. See, Tell yeah. him looking back, <laughs> yeah. he knows. Oh, yeah, he knows for sure. Oh, what God. a breakdown of this! He really he should come Too in easy. here. He should come Too in easy. here. You should come get on the microphone. You should come get on and tell everybody of your greatness. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Boom, coming up, coming up, deuces, snake eyes. <laughs> all right, back to the football game. Uh, play action. So when is play action effective? Well, yeah. certainly on the early downs, it's effective. And if you get into a third and short where a run is a realistic possibility, it's also quite effective. On play action this year, Mariota, 71% completion, 10.2 yards per attempt. That's very good, 93 quarterback rating. So to put it in perspective, we run play action on 22% of our passes, basically one out of every five. They're doing it basically one out of every two. Without play action – He's just a 55% passer, six yards per attempt, and a 76 rating. So one of the big keys to me is going to be able to stop the run or the early down passing of Arthur Smith and get them into third and long, obvious straight drop back situations. Mm -hmm. So that's a big key for the Browns right there. Another key relating to our defense. Kyle Pitts. This one seems easy, and now maybe it's a very small sample size. Look at that starter on Trey. Beautiful. Kyle Pitts, Atlanta, 4-0 when he has 80 or more yards. Mm -hmm. 4-12 Four and twelve when he does not. That feels like a pretty good feels stat. Like feels important. like a, yep. a stat that's got that's tied to some things as well. So I think that's it. And then this goes back to their the first down. They're one of the best first down teams in the league. Fifty nine point one percent of their first down plays gain four or more yards, which is second best in the NFL behind only Miami, the Dolphins. All right, when we've got the ball, just take it to these guys. They've got new linebackers. They can't cover. They can't stop the run. Just get after these guys. 
feed Nick Chubb in his home state. It is special to him to be there. We've got the Rambuk, you know, Yolda Froholt to go in there and do a little battering ram for us. So I think just offensively, keep doing what we're doing. Take it to them. And then finally, it's, it's protect the football. This is a team that's given it away twice a game. And that's one of the reasons they're one and two. We need to take it away on defense, protect it on offense, as we always do. That is just a classic key to the game. And then finally, I'm going to say from a defensive standpoint, we're going to have to manufacture a pass rush. We need our young guys to step up. But we need to cover on the back end. Don't blow anything. They will take shots. We have, dude, we have, we haven't had to use it much, but from an ability standpoint, we have excellent blitzing in the back seven. If you think about JOK, Delpit, Harrison, what they're capable of, John, in terms of coming quick at the quarterback like missiles, yes, they all have that. So we haven't had to do it much because, well, we're lucky. We have Miles. And so they, they, can, they don't have to do it we're all gonna the time. We're going to have to turn up the heat. have to in this one. Yeah, two of Mariota's picks so far this season have come while blitzed. So take advantage of that. But this is one thing I would say. They will test us down the field. So we've got to be good on the back end. 16% of his passes have gone more than 20 yards in the air. That is the sixth highest rate in the NFL. So while people think of Marcus Mariota as a dink and dunker and a runner, they are not afraid to scheme up shots, and they scheme up shots to 6'4 Drake London and 6'6 Kyle Pitts. So we have got to be ready. And there it is. It, fe- it feels like um, it's, it's every bit as important as the game last week because it's 3-1. and, one. and yep. You see what the Bengals do this week. Uh, you want to make sure that you're there. You have to continue to bank. This is an interesting team. It's a fun offensive team. It is not a good defensive team. No. It is a team that you ought to be able to throw it on at will. You ought to be able to run it on at will. That's right. And so act accordingly. Handle your business. Get to three and one. It's hard, obviously, if Miles and Jadevian don't go. That makes it more difficult. But you still have the weapons to be able to do it. You just have to do it. And I think that we will. I'm pretty confident. I believe that we will also. Way. Yeah. Yep. I, like, I like the matchup for yep. our offense. All right. It is a Friday. It's nearly 2.30. You know what that means. Scores. The scores. Get ready, baby. Make sure you pay attention. They're coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. And Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Bit of a slow start to the scores for us. Typically, we're swimming in easy street at this point. Uh, we're still okay, but not not on. We're now still quite. Right. We're still oh, we're oh, we're, we're over safe. 500. Last week, I went 8-8. I went eight and eight. You went seven and nine. Sad. Sad. So Sad. you're back to you're back to level for the season. I'm Even six games. I'm six games over five hundred. But we both won last night, so we, we've got good, that. Good, we've got that start. feather in our cap. Yeah. Hello, Gibby. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, Gibby. Gibby, what's your uh, where, where's your establishment of choice in Atlanta? Do you have one? Do you have a, a haunt? I a place don't. you like to go? I, I really, um, my best friend from college. Yeah, lives down there, so we're gonna try to eat together. Nice. Uh, he's like, yeah, just come to my house. And like, I looked it up on Uber last night, and it's like a solid forty-five minute drive each way. And I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Do that. Too, no. much. That's too much. That's too much. I, I can meet you halfway. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, I'm only always... here for like, I have yeah. twelve hours, and then I'm working. Yeah, the meet you. Meet. Why don't you just come to the house? It feels like a lot of easy on you, a lot of tough on me. 
That's what it seems like. Come down to my hotel. Come down to downtown Atlanta. See it. See well, hey, I'm willing to meet you halfway. Right. So we're, we, we just got to work it out. All right. It's all good. Um, I, I do want to shout out a couple people. Sure. From last night, Slim and Chubby's. Maybe the best coaches show that. Uh, Easy. I wasn't on it. How good could it have been? I mean, you're fair. Fair point. I don't really have an answer for that, actually. Go ahead. Uh, you know what? I would say probably the <laughs> one of the most well-attended. I will go that direction. It was awesome. It was it a good was show. Good. Yeah, I'm not missed, and Slim but it was a good show. Yeah. <clears throat> I told him I would shout them out. Uh, Mo, she owns. She and her husband own the bar. Brandy and her husband, or I think husband. Okay. Um, and a happy birthday to her son, Justin. So, uh, Billy Gass was there last night. Some good people. Some fun times. Billy Gass. Billy Gass. It's a great, a great name. name. Fantastic. Pete Gass was a great was wrestler like, back yeah, in the I'm day. I'm just going to have a beer. And three hours later, I was watching the end of Thursday Night Football. Pete, I've heard that there are some uh, some institutions, good for them for having it. I've heard some institutions are having trouble with or had some trouble with the the Amazon and the, the Thursday night football packaging. There must be somebody must be charging a premium somewhere for it and some places must not be willing to do it for just one game. Yeah, I mean the fir- the first one we went to uh did not have the games. They had not uh they were not the ready plan yeah. yet. But last night did have the game. So it was good. Good yeah, it night. Doesn't su- it doesn't surprise I mean it's you know, you knew it was coming but it's it's a little more complicated than that, I think. Yep. All right, boys, let's get down to it. Let's do it. Sunday, first game in the 9 a.m. hour. A little breakfast across the pond in London. Are we going to do this without traveling music? There, or, I, there it is. Oh, Madison. Madison that, there we go. Now we're good. I feel like that, I need that to go. Now I'm ready to go. It's a good point. Yeah. I, you got to have the but, juice but like, for the picks. Sometimes you guys can hear the music. And we can't. So I'm just assuming that it's no. a go and it's on. So it is now. After you know, Madison's at the ready, and we're good to go. But I do think you need the dun dun. That's picks. Let's go scores. Yeah. All right. Let's get down to it. Uh, Sunday morning in London, Minnesota, visiting New Orleans. Andy Dalton, QB one for the Saints. Zagura, lead us off. Yeah, you know I'm all about. Yep, MVD. MVD, we're having a time from the Mall of America to the Tower of London. What a time. Special correspondent, Cole. Cole in the Shearlings that was last known whereabouts as a member of an NFL team there in Minnesota. And you look at the fact that Dalvin Cook is healthy, Kirk Cousins is healthy, and Andy Dalton is starting for the New Orleans Saints. And that says to me, these, these games, I feel like teams give up real fast in London. And the Vikings, I think, can go over there, get a lead quickly, and put them away. I, I, I think this could be a, a beating. Huge. huge. Vikings, huge. 80. Saints, zero. Appreciate yeah, I, I think the um, for everything you said, no Michael Thomas in this game either. So no Dalton, no Thomas. Dalvin playing, as you mentioned. Kamara's questionable. Landry's questionable. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Chris Olave, good. Very good. Quite uh, good. For them, yeah. I'm with you. Vikes, huge, 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 a billion to two. There are some very, very good games on Sunday. This is one of them. The Bills, Bills Mafia hitting the road again, this time to Baltimore to battle the Ravens. Ravens, Bills, 
lot of uh, AFC standings to be determined possibly from this one. Bishop, lead us off. This is one that you look at and you say to yourself, Baltimore is a dog at home? Why is Baltimore a dog at home? It doesn't make any sense. They've been really good. They're explosive. Lamar Jackson's a one-man wrecking crew. The Bills have been decimated in their secondary. Completely decimated That's in their right. secondary. That's right. And yet, and yet, I think to myself, Tua with the Dolphins threw for, what, 490 and six scores against this Ravens secondary? That's right. They know what they're doing. Bills, 38. Ravens, 31. Same. Very, very nice. All right. Gabe Davis, good to go, by the way, for those wondering. Good to go. Return to practice today. Says he is good to go. That is good news, actually. That's right. Because who would have thought that about 10 days ago? Uh, all right. Up next. <laughs> like, what does that the mean? Commodore. What does that, that mean, means Commandant? Commandant? Commandant's my uncle. What, is, what does that mean? Commandant's nah, my don't uncle. worry about it. We move we don't, on. We don't have <laughs> We don't have time for it. Excuse us. me, sir. What's a comet? This isn't an academy. It's a yacht club. It's a commandant. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no one commandant. He's mine. No one it's questioned me, that right one. There, there we commandant. go. Uh, up next, guys, the Bears, two and one on the season, and they visit the New York Football Giants. Giants suffered their first loss on Monday Night Foosball. Giants, Bears, Zagura. So I saw the Giants. Got to watch them on Monday Night Football. They're not good. They suck. Their line is terrible. Saquon's playing great. He's fully back. But the rest of that team, not good. Graham Gano, good. Good kicker. Sure. Rest sure, of the team, sure, sure. not great. I kind of feel bad for Danny Dimes. I don't know that you can really evaluate him. You have no idea what's going on there. Wild incompetence. Dable has them believing. The good news is they are better than the Bears mm -hmm. because the Bears absolutely stink. However, oh, after watching Ezekiel Elliott. No, I think you're okay. I'm okay? I think so. In my ears, I'm not okay. No, it's different than it was for sure. What about now? Now you're a little bit. I think there we go. that's your key right there. There it is. Yeah, now you got it. Um, I think that Khalil Herbert's going to run wild. Love him in fantasy. Love him in this. G man, 17. The Bears, 16. Bishop. G man, 18. Bears, three. Wow. This is a gross game, though. This is gross. Wow. It's, it's not great. Up next, the Spiroditas game of the week. Pretty good one, actually. Yeah. The undefeated Philadelphia Eagles playing host to the 2-1 and one Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars come in after a big win against Los Angeles last week. Bishop. So, it's not just last week against Los Angeles, as Gibby would say. It is also the last two weeks. They've been very impressive. Um, it's a lot to ask. Philly has been kind of the darlings of the NFL, the last undefeated team in the National Doug Football Peterson League. Revenge Doug game. Peterson Revenge Game. Yeah. There's certainly a factor in that. Uh, I like Philly to win the game. But pay attention to the scores. Eagles, 31. Trevor, 28. Uh, I feel like it is just too easy. That feels just like it's points, way man. too easy. Right. I mean, yes. who wouldn't? They just went and smoked the Chargers, and you're telling me I can get almost a touchdown? Yep. Almost a tutty? Almost a tutty. A full tutty? Oh, Come God. on, baby. Don't do it. Jalen, make it hurt so good. Oh, my Come on, God. baby. Make it hurt so good. Eagles 80, just like I knew you would, and the Jags get up. Uh. 
Uh, only 12. <laughs> Let's go. I don't remember John Cougar doing that at the end. I don't uh, remember uh, that either. That yeah. I don't remember. The rest of it, familiar. Uh, uh, that, not so much. It's you take a known commodity, add your own little spin to it, boom, new material. Have you guys ever seen Melon Camp Live? I bet Gibby has. Yeah. Oh, is he? You don't like him? Was no, he no. not nice? One of, the, one of the best shows I've ever seen, but he's a he's an a hole. Yeah, yeah. He's slightly discourteous. Yeah. He um. Well, yeah. You don't know how many Mellencamp songs you know. You know a lot more than you think. Yes. Which because I, I wasn't some aficionado of his. I was familiar, but it wasn't like something I'd listened to as a kid or was ever on when I was a kid. But I knew a lot more than I thought. He smokes while he performs, which was pretty remarkable to watch a human being smoke as he performs. And he hardly has any, like, mouth movement as he sings. It's almost like he's whispering into the mic. Hell of a show, though. Uh, unbelievable show. Yeah. I would recommend highly to anybody. Yeah. Make sure you go check him Still out. lives in Bloomington, Indiana. Yes, he does. Uh, did mm. they, didn't they just have Farm Aid last weekend? Did they? Could have. I think so. I think they did. I, I'm sure he was in, yeah. Had a run with Meg Ryan. Oh. Peak of her powers? Wow. Uh, less so. Also, less so. Uh, <laughs> Christy Brinkley. Oh. Well, <laughs> he kind of, late in life, he had some, made it, I mean, married a supermodel, Eileen Irwin, maybe? He married a supermodel and has kids with her, but then post that, Meg Ryan and Christy Brinkley. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Good job of the Cougs. Yeah. Not too shabby. Uh, up next, guys. Mm -hmm. The Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers, badly bruised, banged up, IR'd, head to Houston to battle the Frisky Texans, 0-2-1. Tough one here, gentlemen. Uh, Bishop, I believe you're All right. Like, what are we doing, Chargers? Get it together, man. I don't know if they This can. Houston team sucks. I know you're beat up. They stink. They suck. I, I got to be honest with you, though. I win by seven. That's all I ask out of you. Chargers, 24. Texans, 10. Same. Oh, a quick Sight. save. Ram it. Next up, this is a candidate for the inmate game of the week if it weren't for the Bears and the Giants. The New York football Jets. I believe Zach Wilson is back. He's playing, which is why it's not the inmate game of the week. Our Correct. first look it at him this year. Yeah. The Jets travel to Puketown to battle Renegade and the Squealers. Zagura. I just don't think that this Pittsburgh team can whoop anybody. Now, you're not asking them to whoop somebody. You're just asking them to win. I don't even know that they do that against this Jets team. The Jets, by the way, will be completing after week four the entire AFC North. They are one and two. We know that. I feel like they can get this one. Flacco on the sideline. That's good. Zach Wilson in. Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall starting to play more. They just can outscore this Steelers team. And thus, Jets win it outright. 27-9. Calls for Pickett rain down during Renegade. Ooh. Bishop. I feel better, honestly, if Flacco was playing. First game for Zach Wilson. What does that look it's like? like? Come day. on. You know, those are He's got some yeah. superpowers. Squealers 20, Jets 16. Oh, God. Whoa. Gross. Hello. Gross. Awful. Hateful. Well, at some point, the Lions have to – Continue to bite kneecaps all the way to when the clock hits zero. Uh, but in the meantime. You're just going favorite heavy other than the Jags right now. They're all chalk, baby. The Detroit right? Lions Is that right? Is that are right? one I don't pay attention two? to it. I just pick it when I go. <laughs> I think that's right. 
And they play host to the Seattle Seahawks, also one and two on the football season. Seahawks visiting the Lions. Is it up to you, Bo? Is it my turn? Brandon. I think it's my turn. Yeah, I think so. No, Amron St. Brown. No. I hate yeah. to see it. This is my theory on Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. He went all in to beat Russ. Yep. And everything else he's doing is to make damn sure he gets C.J. Stroud. Leo's 38, Sea Chickens 28. Sea Chickens. Zagoro? Man, we're going to get a big win here, man. Josh Reynolds, he'll step up. He had, a, what, 90 yards last week. We got DJ Chark, Hawkinson, Jamal Williams has four rushing touchdowns tied with Nick Chubb for the league lead. These Seahawks are a joke, man. We're going to eat them up, man. They Let's don't even go. have kneecaps. Let's go. Leon's ram it. Up next, a big one in the AFC South. Going to find out who is a pretender and who is a contender. The Tennessee Titans got their first win last week uh, over the Las Vegas Raiders. They travel to Indianapolis. Colts got their first win of the year against the Kansas City Chiefs. Zagura, kick us off. The Titans are cooked, brother. I don't care They're that cooked. they beat the Raiders. They are cooked. But the Colts aren't very inspirational. They're not really galloping like you'd expect no. to see a Colt running around near at a herd of brown spotter. Yeah, I think they're, they're I would call it even a, a saunter, as it were. And thus, while they get the win with 23 points, they seed 20 to the Titans. Same. Ram it. Ooh, all right. To the NFC East we go. And a good one uh, on Sunday between the Washington Commanders and the Dallas Cowboys. A good one? This Cowboys, is a good one? Two and one. Washington, one and two. Ah, oh, you know, the network makes it out to be a great game. Who, what game is this? Is this It's an NF, an, Is this it, Sunday night? It's not Sunday night. No, no it's an oh, NFC East slobber knocker. You know, because that's what the networks do us. every time yeah. the Dallas and suck. Washington or Dallas and the Giants are play. Dreadful. The commies are dreadful. They yeah. suck. Dreadful. Cowboys. 28, commies, 20. I'm still mad at Tony Pollard, and therefore I could see that red-headed guy. Wait, who's that? Oh, my God. Oh, Here he is. Of the day. Oh, no. Under the awning. They Don't carry a 28-20 to 20 lead due to the Cowboys oh, no. late into the fourth quarter. Oh, God. Wentz leads them on the comeback. Does he? He finds no. McLaurin for a touchdown. 28-26, no. they go for two, and Wentz fumbles the snap. Cowboys fall on it. Oh, no. They win 28 to 26. Oh, my gosh. Sad. Up next, guys, uh, this one. Uh, some things have happened. Cooper Rush can't win forever. I mean, he can't, like, they suck. Washington's terrible. Yeah, but yet Dallas. Carolina was favored by a point and a half yesterday. I don't know why, but they were. That was That's what we're going with. That's what we'll go with. Carolina is one and two, fresh off of their first win of the year. And they play host to the Arizona Cardinals, one and two on the season. I have no idea what Cardinal team is actually going to show up tomorrow, but the Cardinals traveling east to Carolina. Bishop. Kyler versus Baker. What could go wrong? Yeah. That happened a couple of years ago. I like Kyler. I like the cards. I think this Carolina team, you guys see this stuff this week? It's not great. Reports that rooms are being lost by Matt Rule. 
blame is being put at the feet of receivers. Not say, good. Yeah, did you see DJ Moore not, in that video? I did see that video. Yeah, well, yeah. Not not good. It's awful. It's very quite cards. familiar. No, I've read the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cards. Cards, cards, cards. Huge. Ram it. Here's my question to you. Sure. They won last week. Yes, they so did. why is it all this week that everything's falling apart? Because they all know how bad it is? Yeah, because what was it, 12 of 26? Yeah. That's not great. No. Well, what, they're going to turn to P.J. Walker. I mean, they well, don't, no, everybody else is hurt. They don't have another here. choice. They're yeah, out. they got no other choices. Arizona, ram it. I think they get, you got to be able to beat this football team. I mean, yep, there it is. I agree. Ram it. They're bad. They're dreadful. McCaffrey's banged up now. I mean, come on. So in the AFC West, the division that everybody said was going to be such a great division, Kansas City and Denver are 2-1. Not really sure I'm buying Denver. They're dreadful. Los Angeles and their injuries are 1-2, and and the Raiders are 0-3. The Sunday afternoon tilt starts off with the Raiders hosting Denver. Raiders looking for that first win of the year. Zagura. This is another one that doesn't make any sense, right? Like, how are sure they that. not? How are they not the underdog in this game? They being the Raiders, they've been dreadful. Mm-hmm. The Broncos aren't very impressive either. No. I think they're probably the better team, but this is feeling way too easy for me. We're in Las Vegas. Look at those casinos. They look nice because oh. people lose often. When they oh, gamble. Oh. And they? therefore. I thought you were going to say they were going to tempt Russ, but Russ doesn't roll that No, way. he's not going to be tempted. Run pass. A spicy subway option. It's all he. How that awkward is, did that? Wasn't that just so awkward? It was awful. How about how he was it's chewing, but he wouldn't swallow? Did you notice that? It's awful. He just kept chewing as he was doing it. So it was like Uncle Rico in, uh, in Napoleon Dynamite. Because that guy is a vegetarian, and they wanted him to eat steak, so he would just chew it chew and it, spit it and out. Spit it out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. True story. It's uh, amazing. I didn't know that about Napoleon Dynamite. I wish I had. Thus, thus, the Raiders, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, they get it going. They win this one. Sure they do. 30 to 20. Bishop? Broncos country. Let's ride. Raiders win 30 to 28. Oh. Gross. Very nice. Uh, again, uh, along with the entire NFC East outside of Philadelphia, the NFL networks, TV networks, continue to be in love with the New England Patriots. Mac Jones might play, guys. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll be Brian Hoyer. Apparently Either he can't way. even, like, there's videos of him, and he can't move. And they have them out, him out there at practice, putting in a limited practice, and he literally can't move. Yeah. Fantastic. New England travels to the land of beer and cheese. The Green Bay Packers host New England, Bishop. I don't know why this game's in the late slot. I'm trying to think what is a number that would make me not pick Green Bay to cover. And I know it's been 15. Probably would take 14 and a half. Yeah. Would be where I'd have to really think about it. Because I think New England's terrible. And now Hoyer's going to play versus Rodgers at Lambeau. This has got to be Sunday night football, isn't it? Or is this the primetime 4 o'clock game? This is one of the primetime Are we sure it's not going to be Bobby Zappi? Rodgers, a billion. Whoever's quarterbacking the Patriots, nothing. Pappy Zappi gets zapped. Go, Pack, go. I'd like to see Pappy Zappi. That would be good. So, I don't know who's got the – So, Sunday night's going to be It's either Denver – Vegas or New England, Green Bay, that's in the national window. Sunday night foosball, 
Kansas it's City. Got to be Denver and Vegas. Traveling to Tampa Bay. The, the Packers and Patriots on. not a national window though. That feels like it's got national window written all over. Yeah, it's not Tom Brady anymore. I know, but it's, it's still the brands. Yep. It's just like the Cowboys for all these years. They don't have anybody worth a damn. They're still in. Giants are in. Jeez. I think the 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 Patriots have become that. I think they become like an NFC East team. All right, we've got a, less than a minute. Chiefs, ram it. Same. Ooh, all right. All right, good job. That's week four. All right, there you go. Uh, our prediction for our game coming up next, you'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion. Barking Backers presented by Milkbone is the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. And thanks to the excellent documentarian, Miss Kay. I was going to say. I witnessed an unboxing from the legendary Asa. How happy was Asa, too? So it happy. was like, I mean, she was thrilled. Like I, don't... I liked how she knew where the food was without... Locked it in. wasn't even Turns open. Turns out their noses are very good. Very good. She was so excited, Asa was, to get into that. It was a great documentarian job, as always, par excellence. Yeah. But Have you thought about the fact that at some point, if it's ever required, and based on your current trajectory, I think that it will be, if there's ever a need for a Ken Burns-like 18 hours, this is your life, Nathan Zagura, <laughs> it's all there. There's a lot of it. It's all there. That's for sure. Yeah. Between this – you got this two hours a day. You've got, I mean, and they'll and be like, so were you born at the age of 37 or 38? That's when all of a sudden there's a great document because there's not a whole lot of my childhood. In fact, there's like none very of my little, childhood. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's almost like it's very good. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. The Miss K. You're like, it's the, Tru strong. the Truman show kind of, but yeah. the other way, but the other like way. we picked it right. up later in yeah. life. Yeah. Like Benjamin Button. or something. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I like us. I don't even know what it is. What is it? One. 20, what did I say? 24-20. 24-20. But yeah. a comfortable 24-20. They get that, that late that's nonsense. late. That's late. Yeah. We've had a script that we've followed other than the last two minutes of the Jets. I believe that. Let's follow that script. That script will be followed again. And we'll be doing a victory Monday. Oh, baby. The return of the Joe Thomas hour as we break down the Browns and the Falcons. Have a great weekend, everybody. The next level that's coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.